Welcome to another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Welcome to another opportunity to exchange limiting and restricting lies, illusions, and stories for a direct and consistent experience of truth. I want to begin this episode with a discussion of what I mean when I use the terms lies, illusions, and stories, which are the things that limit us, restrict us, block us from having what we really want in life, really with all capital letters, as we'll be discussing through episodes of the show, the difference between what we think we want and what we really want, and the term that I call truth with a capital T, or sometimes I'll say the truth with capital T's. So let's begin a discussion of that. Now I'm going to discuss in a general way some concepts that you may already be aware of if you are um, aware of what I call my busting loose or my phase two work, um, you may also be aware of it if you went through the materials that are offered on the Illusions and Truths uh, show site, the private site that I called Homework. And so if some of the things that I'm going to sketch out here in the beginning of this episode are not familiar to you, then I would encourage you to go to the private membership site for the show Uh, Click on the homework tab once you've logged in and experience a bunch of the resources that are there. Essential to my model and what I teach and what I live and breathe myself in my own life is the idea, or what I really refer to as the truth with capital T's, that who you really are, who I really am, who everybody else that you see that appears to be outside of you really is, is an infinite godlike being, a being with more power more wisdom, more abundance of everything, including the ability to create any kind of money or stuff or environment or job or career, relationship or body or whatever, than you can possibly imagine. And in a constant state of what I call true joy, which I, when I use the term true joy, what I mean is just for simple discussion, it's really way more than this. But for simple discussion, if you took every single positive so-called emotion that we talk about, happiness, peacefulness, serenity, um, all these kinds of things, excitement, enjoyment, all these kinds of things that we call positive emotions, and you put them all into one container, and then you amp that container way off the charts. That would be what I call true joy, which is our natural state as an infinite being. Now, I humorously refer to where we all come from, where we really live, so to speak, as infinite land. (laughs) And as infinite beings living in infinite land, we decided that we wanted to play a game. We decided that we wanted to have a human experience, which is the name of the game that we all came here to play. And the name of the human game in the first segment, if you will, of the game is to limit yourself, restrict yourself, convince yourself that you're actually the opposite of the infinite being you really are, and that this playing field for the game, what we might call three-dimensional reality, uh, the universe. There are all kinds of different labels for the visible and invisible components of this world that we live in and can play in, so to speak. First part of the game is to convince yourself that this playing field, this physical universe, three-dimensional reality, whatever you want to call it, is real and solid 
and has a lot of power over us and that we are the opposite of who we really are as we play on this playing field. So if who we really are is infinitely wise uh, and smart, so to speak, infinitely abundant, meaning we have the ability to create anything that we could ever possibly want to have or experience or any kind of a, an aspect of who we might want to be as a character in our movie, so to speak, and we're in a constant state of true joy, and we have an infinite amount of power in order to do anything, then what we do in the first segment of the human game, the human experience, and this begins when we're born, and the what you might call brainwashing process, forgetting process, whatever, then convinces us we're the opposite of that. So just to speak in a very heavy-handed way, that means that we're not very smart, or if we're smart in one area, we're not in another, or if we're smart in a lot of areas, there's still so much that we do not know and that we must learn because we do not know. If we're going to convince ourselves that we're the opposite of being infinitely abundant, then we have to convince ourselves that we're not abundant, or that our abundance is fragile, which means that we can lose it. It can appear to move up and down, get stronger or weaker. And these kinds of things that you probably experience as it relates to income and net worth and things like that. Or that in order to create and maintain abundance, we must make sacrifices and we must pay a price where some other aspect of our life doesn't work. And the odds are that you fit into one of those. If we are infinitely powerful, we must convince ourselves that we are inherently weak and that we are at the mercy of forces beyond our control. And again, I go a lot more into this in the homework, and if you're aware of my work, you've seen me go much more into detail in this, either in books or live events or what I call multimedia home transformational systems. So when I use the word lies, the, the words lies, illusions, and stories, what I mean is any lie, illusion, or story that we told ourselves, so to speak. And when I say told ourselves, I mean told ourselves with our own self-talk, as it's referred to, told ourselves through creating other people to say things to us, told ourselves through the media, through song lyrics, through movies, through television, through the media, through the news, through newspapers, magazines, every way that we have of getting information into our awareness. Any lie, illusion, or story is something that we told ourselves that was part of convincing ourselves that we're the opposite of who we really are in this very dangerous world, in this illusion, as I refer to it, that's real. So when I use the terms lie, illusion, and story, I mean anything that you currently believe to be true, anything that you currently believe to be, quote-unquote, the way it is, that limits you, restricts you, is supportive of convincing yourself that three-dimensional reality, physical reality, is real and solid, and you are the opposite of who you really are within it, which means that you are very much at risk, body, mind, and spirit, from all of these other forces that appear to be outside of you and that can uh, damage you, hurt you, limit you, restrict you, whatever it might be. Now, the human experience is a very vast experience, and for purposes of discussion, just to make it simple, I'm fond of dividing the entire human experience, what I call the human game, into uh, the money game, the business game, the body game, the emotions game, and the relationships game. Now, you could come up with, you know, spirituality game, religion game. You could come up with an endless number of games. But for me, I break it up into those categories, and to me, it all kind of fits within that. But there could be an infinite number of other topics 
or sub-games, so to speak, within the human game. And in these areas, there are gigantic numbers of lies, illusions, and stories. Another synonym that's in the popular vernacular, so to speak, for what I call lies, illusions, and stories is beliefs. And we will be talking about beliefs in future episodes, but not in any detail in this one beyond just sketching the idea that I just have, that it's just another term for lies, illusions, and stories that are brilliantly designed to convince ourselves that the illusion is real and we're the opposite of who we really are within it. And when we do talk about illusions in future episodes of the show, we'll be talking about it in a very, 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 very different way than you're accustomed to if you've studied it in psychological dynamics or the popular self-help or personal growth contexts. So that's what I mean when I say the lies, illusions, and stories that limit us and restrict us and block us from having the kind of human experience, the kind of life, personal and business or both, that you would say typically that you dream of or that you've worked so hard for or that you have goals to achieve. So if that's what lies, illusions, and stories are, then what's the truth with capital T's? Let me answer that question by means of sharing a couple of other questions with you. In my work, I talk a lot about what I call the three haunting questions. And the reason I call them the three haunting questions are because there are three questions that for as long as there have been human beings, if you study history, humans have been trying to answer these questions and have not been able to. And the challenges with that, the frustrations with that, the attempts to answer it has been a source of a lot of pain and struggle again throughout history, not just a recent thing right now. And the three questions are, who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? What is my purpose for being here? Now, there's a fourth question that I would add in that is a haunting question to people who have studied you know, ancient wisdom, who have studied personal growth, who have studied metaphysics, who have studied personal growth techniques, trying to find ways to change, fix, or improve their lives, um, then you're very familiar with a fourth haunting question, which is, how do things really work while I'm here? And based on how they really work, what is the best way, what are the best strategies, what can I do to try and change, fix, and improve the things that I want to change, fix, and improve? So if we look at those four questions, who am I, why am I here, what is my purpose, and how do things really work when I'm here, anything that constitutes, and bear with my language here, when you're talking about the truth with capital T's, language does not always serve and is not always accurate, and sometimes it creates disconnects or contradictions or the appearance of them when we discuss things, and this will be a theme that will go throughout all the episodes. But anything, in a sense, that is an answer to one of those four questions, and it's a correct, so to speak, it's an accurate, so to speak, answer to those kinds of questions, those kinds of deep issues, that is what I refer to as the truth. Anything that is a correct and accurate description of who we really are, what we are really doing here, what our purpose is for being here, how things really work while we're here, which then empowers us to be able to make changes. But the truth of that, the accurate, the correctness of that, the answers to questions like that, that's what I call the truth. Now, there's another aspect to the truth, but it gets a little bit more quicksandy in a sense, and we'll talk about that in future episodes as well. And that is that there are some things that are not necessarily 
accurate or correct descriptions of the truth with capital T's. But even though there may be slight distortions, there may be slight incompleteness, there may be slight whatever, um, they're very supportive in helping us to open back into a direct experience of the truth of who we really are. So I expand the definition of the truth, but we have to be a little careful about this because some things masquerade as being supportive to helping you open up into a direct experience of the truth. And by the way, note that I use the word direct experience, the words direct experience of the truth, not knowledge of, not understanding of. We're not talking about thinking here or logic or intellect or understanding or figuring out. We're talking about direct experience, or another way to label that might be direct knowing which blows away the most clear intellectual understanding that you've ever experienced of anything. So anything that is a clear, accurate, and correct description of the truth of who we really are, why we're here, what our purpose is, how things really work when we're here, and anything that supports us on our journey of expansion back into a direct experience of the truth, a direct knowing of the truth, is what I call the truth with capital T's. And we'll get more into detail on this. That may seem crystal clear to you, and it may seem a little bit blurry. But if it seems blurry, then just imagine that right now you've got a a still camera or a video camera, and you're looking through the viewfinder, and it's a little bit blurry. And so if you were to just go up and turn the, the focus wheel a little bit, you could bring it sharply into focus. So the future episodes and the journey that we take together through the Illusions and Truth show if it's blurry for you right now, and it may not be, we'll, bring, we'll turn that focus wheel, we'll bring this all into sharp focus, and then once you're looking through a sharply focused clear lens, then what you're seeing through that lens will get bigger and bigger and bigger and more expansive in terms of taking a look at other aspects of the human experience, the human game, through that clear lens. Now, as you might suspect and have no doubt experienced uh, to whatever degree you created that for yourself, there's an enormous amount of debate right now, as well as historically, about what is a lie, what's an illusion, what's a story, and what is the truth with capital T's, even if my definition is accepted broadly, which in some cases it would not. But most definitions of truth with a capital T, would would fit in in pretty good alignment. It would be my feeling from my experience with the definition that I've sketched out. But there's a tremendous amount of debate about what's a lie, what's an illusion, and what's a story about the human experience versus what's true with a capital T. And there's even more debate out there, particularly in what you might call the self-help, the self-improvement, the personal growth, the success um, industries of If there are lies, illusions, and stories, if there are what's typically called limiting beliefs, then what is the most effective path to move from being limited and restricted by them into opening up into more and more freedom and success and transformation in your life and da-da-da-da. But again, one of the things that we'll be exploring together in future episodes of this show is separating those things out, putting a spotlight on the debates putting a spotlight on what is accurate and clear and correct, so to speak, in those debates and what is being discussed and ultimately clarifying and opening a door, a gateway into a path from where you are now, wherever that may be, into a direct experience of the truth 
of who you really are and being able to re-experience on a consistent basis the infiniteness that is your natural state versus perhaps in a blip if you've had what might be called in a state of expanded consciousness or some other kind of a spontaneous something or perhaps even a drug experience or something else where you were given a taste temporarily of who you really are and the truth of what's going on. There's all kinds of stories of this, near-death experiences, out-of-the-body experiences, all kinds of things in the literature, including drug experiences, where uh, people had brief experiences of their natural states, of the truth as I have defined it here. But then it's gone, it's lost, and they're not able to sustain it. What I'm interested in, what I've been working on, what I have been experiencing more and more and more in my own life, and what it's my passion to be supporting others in doing, is opening up into a consistent and then continually expanding, ever-expanding experience of the infinite wisdom and power and abundance and true joy that's our natural state. Okay, I'd like to conclude this first episode by introducing a metaphor that we will come back to frequently in future episodes because it's very, very supportive and it's a great metaphor. Not perfect, no metaphor is perfect, but it's a very, very good one. And uh, depending on your familiarity with me and my work, you may have heard this before, uh, or it may be new. The metaphor is that of a straitjacket. Now, a straitjacket is usually used for mental patients, you know, or uh, other kinds of dynamics where they're trying to restrain somebody from hurting themselves. And the context that I'm talking about here is slightly different, obviously. But with a straitjacket, it's a specific kind of a creation that pins your arms, in essence, behind you in your hands so that you cannot use them. So it restricts you and it limits you in a very dramatic way. But it also restricts you and limits you in an interesting way. Because if you're wearing a straitjacket, you can still move your head right to left. You can still move your head up and down. You can move your legs. You can move your feet. You can move your toes, you can twist your torso right and left. There is a lot of movement, so to speak, that you can still make. There are a lot of things that you can still do if you're in a straitjacket. But it limits you and restricts you in very profound ways because you don't have use of your arms or your hands, which, as you know, are very, very useful (laughs) for doing certain things. And so there are many things that you can still do in the human experience, so to speak, wearing a straitjacket, but there are other things that you cannot do at all. Or, if we take this metaphor literally, there are certain things that you cannot do without help from someone else if you're wearing a straitjacket. Now, the concept of a straitjacket is very similar to what I have been talking about in this audio about the lies, the illusions, and the stories that limit you, that restrict you, and that prevent you from having the life that you really want. In your life, To date, you have had a lot of freedom. You have had a lot of ability to move, so to speak, to continue the metaphor of movement that we're using in discussing a straitjacket. There are lots of things that you've been able to do. There are many things that you have not been able to do um, because of the limitations and the restrictions that have been put on you from the lies, the illusions, and the stories, and it's the same kind of a thing as a straitjacket. A straitjacket is not, you know, where your whole body is pinned down and you cannot move at all or do anything. There's a certain amount of freedom. There's a certain amount of movement. There's a certain amount of possibility that you're still capable of exploring and experiencing when you are 
the lies, the illusions, and the stories have you by the throat, but you're still extremely limited from doing amazing things that are possible when you have full freedom of movement with your hands and your arms using the example of the straitjacket. So to continue this metaphor, what happens as you begin to go deep into the heart of the lies, the illusions, and the stories is that metaphorically you begin to loosen the ties of the straitjacket, and you're still limited, you're still restricted. Uh, the illusions, the lies, and the stories still have you by the throat to a certain extent and, 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 uh, and have their impact on you, their limiting and restricting impact on you. But it is possible to loosen the ties of the straitjacket and have it limit you less and less and less until ultimately the straitjacket slips off you have full freedom of movement again, which is the equivalent of being able to, as I've mentioned, um, play here, remain in the human experience, but play without the limits and the restrictions. And the interesting thing here, which again we'll be discussing in future episodes, is that when I say that a straitjacket limits and restricts you in some ways, but there are still a lot of other things that you can do, um, even though you're limited and restricted, this is the context in which Certain kinds of success techniques, whether they are about sales or marketing or relationships or health and wellness or whatever it is, but then certain other what you might call self-help or personal growth techniques and such and such, these are all ways of being able to do more while you're still in the straitjacket. But what I'm talking about, what the Illusions and Truth Show is all about, what my work and passion are all about is getting rid of the straitjacket completely and opening up into full freedom of movement and expression and being able to play with no limits or restrictions except the ones that you choose to impose upon yourself in order to play a game that you're interested in playing. In many of the episodes of this podcast, I have referred to the teachings that I share in my sphere of influence. If you're unfamiliar with them and you'd like to get a detailed introduction, I'd like to invite you to download a free mini ebook called A Spiritual Teaching for Modern Times. You can get your own free copy on my website at robertscheinfeld.com forward slash ebook, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash ebook. That completes another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. 